Greetings and welcome to Creative State, a podcast about arts, culture and heritage in Washington. My name is Karen Hannan, the Executive Director of Arts War, your Washington State Arts Commission. Our mission is to be a catalyst for the arts, advancing the role of the arts in the lives of individuals and communities throughout the state. I am so glad you've joined us to hear about incredible people and their stories across the great state of Washington. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Creative State Podcast. Hello. Hello. My name is Gabriella Smith, and I am the Vet Corps Navigator for the Wellness, Arts, and Military Program at Artswa. And today, I am here with Gabby from Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing great. Doing great as always. (laughs) So I just wanted to give a special thank you to you because you have done so much for the community and we want to tell your story today. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how your Olympic Cards and Comics location came to be. Um, Well, I guess the the short and long of it is uh, my dad retired out of Fort Lewis in 1980 and his best friends owned the shop and I grew up here and when I was 15 she asked if I wanted a job mm-hmm. and I said sure and then I bought it when I was 18 um, and I've owned it ever since. This building that we're in now is about 12,000 square feet and um, so we started in an 800 square foot shop mm-hmm. and we just kept doubling as we moved. Um, we bought the land, built the building. Um, you'll see a lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and character oh, in the yes. building itself. Very much so. Um, and about 15 years ago, we started doing um, breakfasts and lunch and things and working with a program called, at the time it was Homeless Backpacks, but now it's called All Kids Win. Mm. Um, Kelly Wilson is the one that spearheaded that and really let me... Um, kind of learn about that type of charitable work mm-hmm. um, so we started having food bags and meals and things like that and that just went into next it was school supplies mm-hmm. um, and then about 10 years ago uh, my husband and I just kind of came to the conclusion that we didn't need anything for Christmas we have enough and we decided to buy things uh, for kids oh. as our gifts to each other and then that just grew every of year it's course. grown um, oh. This year we have between 150 and 200 folks in our adoptive family program, and then we're at about 250 for our gift giving program, which was uh, which will be on December 18th. Um, and yeah, not oh. not even there yet. So if you need help, give a holler. Perfect. Um, basically, the parents come in and they get to kit, pick for each kid something you need. Um, Something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. And so we'll have all the tables in our game room set up for them to go shop and, like, get to be a part of that process a little more than um, I feel like some of the gift-giving trees and even our own adoptive family, they're not as big a part of it. Right. And then we have some fine folks that are going to come and do gift wrapping, and we're going to have tables and chairs set up with coffee and snacks and stuff. So while their presents are getting wrapped, they get to just kind of sit and hang out and make it more of a an event 
Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was a kid, I remember how cool I thought it was when, you know, my mom and I would go shopping mm-hmm. and she'd get me a little treat while someone wrapped the presents. And I thought that I always thought that was like, this is the height of luxury. <laughs> and so yes. sharing that with some folks that don't get an opportunity to have that quite as much was important to me. Right. Um, and it seems like your team here is on oh. board with that 100 percent, oh. because to get the logistics of almost 200 to 300 families that's a Mm -hmm. team you got to have a community for that so we are very 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 lucky Mm -hmm. um my staff is just amazing i obviously i couldn't do it without them (laughs) um i often have a lot of plates i'm spinning um and they take a lot off my plate especially this time of year so basically what i do this time of year is i get to talk to customers and help people find the things that they want and then i get to do gabby's kids yes and all the rest of the logistics of ordering and putting things on shelves and cleaning and all the rest of that stuff a lot of my staff just kind of take over and let me do my thing and they, they let me be santa for a month I love and it. not have to really do much anything else exactly i i can tell Every time I come in here, you're always welcoming everyone, introducing yourself, saying, how can I help you? How mm-hmm. can I get to know you a little bit better? And that's why when I talk to people about coming to Gabby's Comics, they know you. They know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know her like just a friend across the street. It's because mm-hmm. you you make this a community to come together. And that's why I think I've wanted to work with you since the beginning. Mm-hmm. As soon as... Well, Brian, yep. he introduced me to you and the comic community, and I realized... Shout out to Brian Bales. Shout out to Brian. Okay. <laughs> yes, and he really introduced me to the fact that not only the military, but the Lacey community is highly invested into comics and gaming and Gabby's Olympic cards and comics itself. I'm very lucky. Yes, very lucky. And for me, being the Vet Corps navigator, I wanted to bridge that gap and last year we worked together on the first annual Lacey Mm -hmm. Vet Con you were bringing in a whole bunch of board games for the veterans at the Lacey Veteran Services Hub as well as even presented at the Lacey Vet Con and this year you of course hosted your annual veterans game night so I wanted to just ask you since I technically wasn't there during the event (laughs) how it went it um it went really really well um I grew up in an army family. I'm like five, six generations. I don't even know at this point. There's a lot. There's a lot of there are a lot of people in my family that are military. Um, and growing up, uh, Veterans Day and Memorial Day were the two big days. And um, last year, no, not last year, 2019, I think. Um, 2019, we decided to hold an event um, for just vets to come in and be around other vets um as someone who has grown up in the military um it is easy to forget that as much as we want to support our loved ones there are experiences that we will never understand and there are experiences that they will never burden us with right um not that they don't want to share everything with us but i mean most military they go at it because they have a sense of wanting to protect people and so wanting Mm -hmm. to protect people from the horrors that they've seen is also a part of it. Um, That's a really good point. And uh, so our first year, uh, we did it. And it was actually very um, cathartic for me because I lost my dad a few months before that. So it was like, it was something that I got to do kind of in his memory. And so that's 
That's what it is every year for me now in a lot of ways. Um, but they just get to come in, and even I don't hang out up here until they're like, Gab, come up. <laughs> um, but we just host a night where they get the store to themselves. They get to come and play board games or magic or whatever. Um, Lacey Hub donated a bunch of coffee and snacks, and we had we had pizza, and it's the one time that they're allowed to actually have a beer if they want in my shop. Mm. Um, we also lift the no swearing rule, which... I think is the most important part to them. They, they just, they love that they get to come up here and swear. They don't, but they can. And but I think that's can. the important thing. Exactly. Um, Be who they want. Yep. And even, like I said, even I don't hang out up here because I'm one of the people that they would want to protect. And especially when we look at mm-hmm. how much suicide and stigma and things like that revolve around a lot of the things um, that they have to go through being able to see representation within their other community, which is nerd, dumb, gaming, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier that they can see other people and, and reach out to other people and having like the vet stuff here just there, you know, just in case you need it, not pushing anything on them. Mm-hmm. But it helps to destigmatize it and it helps give avenues for them to reach out and potentially, you know, who knows? Maybe that person they were playing magic with is the one that they call, and that's what gets them to the next day. That's right. And, I mean, even to kind of connect with people as well as show them what they are doing. When I was here, even for those five minutes before, I talked to some of the veterans, and they showed me their games as well as even the 3D figurines that they made themselves. Mm-hmm. And you could see that there are so many special avenues that they are going into after Mm -hmm. the military there's of course that's a part of them but there's so much more to Mm -hmm. learn and to hear from them and I know that you give them that space regardless of if it's on a Sunday (laughs) night for the game night or if it's after hours I know that you're very accepting and inclusive and you allow that space for them here so that's really what I wanted to kind of uplift and let people know <laughs> that this is a place that you can come and feel accepted and Gabby is always welcoming to people man I try to be of course <laughs> and so with that the Washington State Arts Commission sees that Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics is an organization to bring visibility to mm-hmm. as well as provide opportunity to mm-hmm. so I thank you Thank you. Of course. (laughs) We are opening up a few grants in January that I'd like to just put on the podcast very quickly. An organizational grant up to 75,000 or any, right? Yes. 75,000. That's a lot of jackets. Yes. A lot. That's a lot of food. Exactly. (laughs) That can be a provision, Mm -hmm. a support system Mm -hmm. to a military organization mm-hmm. or a community organization who is supporting the military. Mm-hmm. Additionally, along with the personal grant, which is up to 3000 that could be someone from this store who wants to create a game. Mm. That could be someone who creates 3D figurine models who wants to create that as their artwork and sell that. Oh, fun. So anyone really who is interested in gaming, 
comics, mm -hmm. art, music, any discipline of artwork, we are wanting to just spread the word and say nice. that we are open. And okay, all you 3Ders. That's right. And all my artists and all my board game folks. That's right. This exactly. is your chance to get paid for your hobby. Exactly. Paid for something that is your passion project. And not only that, we're also offering the idea of creating events. I know that me and you, we've worked together on creating a game night at the Lacey Veteran Services Hub, which is actually first night tonight. Woohoo! <laughs> so we're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons, as well as Axis and Allies, Twilight Struggle, maybe even some Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. But it's all in the sense of bringing community and mm -hmm. just having fun together. It doesn't have to be about the military at all. It could really just be about winning you know or not even that it could just be about talking hanging talk, out talking hanging, tail talking to tail but um you know i i have to thank you and even brian for bringing me into the comic book community beforehand i was simply just into music and mm -hmm. into my own hobbies but i had to understand and kind of i learned from you and your role that you have to assess the community and what their needs are first mm -hmm. And when I came into the store, your first thing was food, <laughs> shelter, making sure that they feel safe. And those are the three things that I think every person needs and that you put that very much as the priority before the comics. But of course, that plays a big role too, right? So is there anything that you could say to, I guess, is there any experiences that you have come across where you understand that in the end, the needs first have to be fulfilled before the comics come. You know, I think um, you will always hear me talk about how fantastic this community is. Yes. And, you know, I see it all the time. I see it with, like, here's some jackets. You know, I was at Costco, and they had a great deal on socks. And it just, like, people have it kind of in the back of their heads, and they just drop it off for us. Um, but one area that I can't speak enough to is the fact that during COVID, mm. both financially and emotionally, it was terrifying. You know, I'd worked my entire life for this thing, mm -hmm. and I thought I was going to lose it. It's the first time in 20 years that I thought, I, I might not actually pull this off. Like, <laughs> I right. might actually suck it up and have to close. And uh, I had always told my community, like, if I ever get to that point, yeah. I'll put the word out. I will ask for help. And I did. And uh, they basically were like, oh, that's cute. Get back to work. And they bought gift cards and they had to ship things. And we had people that would come in and like I'd put stuff outside and then they'd pick it all up and then they'd go deliver it. And they would make sure like immunocompromised people were there and they'd wear PPE. And, you know, they, they just all like just rallied to make sure that when it was all said and done after the 14 weeks of being closed, uh, that we still had a shop, that they still had someone to come home to. Oh, and, uh, yeah. That is, I really didn't know that because I was just coming back to Washington when COVID mm -hmm. happened. And when that occurred, so many things, so many businesses just came to this conclusion that they need that help. They need that extra support. And 
I mean, even the fact that you went out and went out of your way to say you needed help is something that I think a strong leader <laughs> is. I got to say the 18 months of not being able to hug anyone was the worst. Uh, just having my people come in and not be able to hug them. I was just like, mm. I remember that. I do. And I then I hated it. The, the first person that came in that I had been vaccinated and it was like, OK, it's been two weeks. Your two weeks are up. OK. <laughs> and we like we both were just crying because I could Aww. finally hug someone. Wow. Um, and just seeing as our community is healing and coming back together and the yes. game room is full and um, it, it is, it's just nice to see. It was a very long, long, hard road to get back to where we are now. And, you know, my staff, they really, they really had to step it up. Mm-hmm. They, you know, we had masks every minute of every day. We had, mm-hmm. you know, plexiglass. We had all of these things that they had to deal with that, yeah. you know, was just hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm very thankful for my entire community. But Good to be back. Very specifically, this, this staff is something very special. Yes. So to wrap up, is there any upcoming events or any uplifting things you want to mention to the community? Um, well, December 18th, if anyone needs help, um, just shoot me an email. We'll get you a time slot. Um, you get to come in, and for each of your kids, you can pick something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just ask that if you've gotten help from other places, that you let this be a thing for people that haven't gotten help. And if you don't get a chance to email me, um, we'll just at 9:30. We'll just first first come first serve. There's no kid that will be left behind. Like I will be here till two or three in the morning if I gotta be. Um, and even you know even after that, we'll still try and have like areas that like oh my gosh, I need something for this kid and I just like I can't afford it or something bad happened in the last few mm-hmm. weeks or I wasn't expecting it. And we'll still have things. We'll figure it out all the way up until Christmas Eve. Last year on Christmas Eve, we were still like emailing people gift oh. cards and like dropping food off and we had people that were just in here like okay we have stuff how do we help people Um, (laughs) make it happen yeah and so it's just you know I get a lot of credit for Mm -hmm. a lot of what happens here but really those of you that have come in and helped and you know even the little things like here Gab we brought you coffee or we brought donuts for your staff or you know Mm -hmm. here you know the little kids that come in and they 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 give me their piggy bank because they have enough you know like I have enough of of toys so can I use this to buy something for another little kid and you know the families that go and shop for adoptive families and teach their kids that we are a community and we are better um, together and uh, Mm -hmm. in Hawaiian there's a term for it and it's called laulima which means many hands Um, Mm -hmm. so many hands make light work and we see that in this community every single day we highlight it during the holidays, but every single day there is someone that comes in and does something good for someone. Um, so I don't have any one story because there's just too many. Too many, but thank you again thank for you. your time. Today. Thank you to everyone in the community. You guys rock. Yes, thank you to everyone. So with that, that is the podcast. All right, bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Creative State. I hope you enjoyed these conversations as much as we enjoyed putting them together. You can learn more about the work that we do at arts.wa.gov. Thank you again, and I hope your days are full of creativity and discovery.